Well, good morning to you all, and uh, so lovely to spend some time with you again this Sunday morning. Very warm welcome to you. And today we're going to be looking at the story of Jesus when he spends his last meal with his friends and where he talks about uh, some of the events that were going to be taking place in those future days. And so I want to read some of the verses from Matthew chapter 26 and the slides are going to come up on the screen. Jesus and his disciples have the last supper. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, Surely not I, Lord? Jesus replied, The one who dips his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus answered, Yes, it is you. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Jesus answered, This very night before the cock crows, you will disown me three times. Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. Then later in verses 69 to 75, we know what Jesus said came true. And so during the last couple of weeks over the Easter time, I have been reading through these accounts and I have been kind of moved really to see how, so how very difficult this time would have been for Jesus. And this is a time where he had sat with his friends around that reclining and eating that meal together and actually predicting that Judas would betray him and that later Peter would deny him. And when we think of betrayal, it is a very sad, difficult thing. And it must have been heartbreaking for Jesus at that time. And when we consider some of the people and stories in the Bible, we see betrayal quite a few times. When we consider some of the people and the groups that were betrayed, we think of Delilah who betrayed Samson to the Philistines. We think of David whose son Absalom betrayed him. And we think of Jehu who betrayed Joram and actually killed him. And how difficult these situations must be. But these were real people and real circumstances. And the tragedies caused by these violations of trust had a real strong lesson about the importance of guarding one's hearts and minds and keeping commitments to Jesus and others. Have you ever been betrayed? Have you ever been let down badly by a person? It's very difficult to then gain trust for future relationships and to have trust with people. And in John 13, 27, it says this, As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered him, what you are about to do, do quickly, Jesus told him. And just John, we can see, really describes in great detail here about these moments. And we can see that Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen 
We knew that Jesus knew what Judas would do and he didn't change it. And yet, later when we see that uh, Judas actually betrayed Jesus and later on Peter denied him, in the same way, we can see that Jesus didn't stop loving them. And sadly, Judas's life ended tragically. But Peter's life ended triumphantly because he grasped and understood this love and forgiveness and grace and acceptance from Jesus. And we see Peter going on to have a restorative and an amazing relationship with Jesus, even after his biggest mistake. And this is something that we can learn for our own lives, that no matter what we do, Jesus still loves us. And he is there willing and ready to forgive us when we ask. Judas couldn't understand this and his life ended in the way it did. But Peter grasped it and understood it. And despite his shortcomings, his life went on to become one of the greatest, strongest people in that New Testament time where Jesus said to Peter, whose name before was Simon, Simon, your name is Peter. And on this rock, because that's what Peter means, rock, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades would not prevail against it. And I love that because even during this time of lockdown, where people can't meet, sports games can't go on, we can't go even to see our friends and family at the moment. And in some ways, the enemy would seek to like destroy church life at this time, thinking, right, they can't meet together, they can't gather, they can't worship, they can't do all the things that they would do. And in some ways, we can see the enemy's tactics to kind of like shut down Jesus' church. But Jesus said here that he will build his church and build his church he has on Peter, on disciples, on the others, and through many, many people over the generations. And he is continuing to build his church today through us. And just because we can't meet in the flesh, isn't it a wonderful experience that we can come together because of technology and we can still meet and we can still care and we can still look out for one another. We can still tell people about Jesus because of all the different resources online. And so this is a really fruitful time for us as a church. I really feel that despite our kind of limitations at this time, we can still spread the news of Jesus and build church, which is what Jesus was all about. And so I really love Peter. I really love his character. I really love his um, ways and his traits, his passions, his impulsiveness. I learn so much from Peter and in many ways he gives me hope as I'm sure many people could identify with some areas of his personality. And Jesus' first few words to Peter were, come and follow me. And we see Peter following Jesus every step of the way. Even though he stumbled and made mistakes and fell sometimes, he never stopped following the one who loved him. And this really encourages me because God knows us. He really knows us. He knows our strengths and he knows our weaknesses. And more than anything, he sees our heart. He sees our good intentions. He sees his heart. To, he sees our heart to really want to follow him. He really sees our motivations and he really sees when we say, yes, God, whatever, wherever, whoever, whatever you want me to do, I will do for you. And um, 
And then we know that God understands our limitations too. And even though we stumble, just like Peter stumbled, and we don't get it right sometimes, and maybe we fall into temptation and we get a bit sidetracked or slack in our faith, or maybe we get tempted, he still loves us and shows us his grace and mercy. And that's so amazing. Now I see myself in a lot of Peter's traits. I'm always getting into trouble. I'm always jumping into situations feet first without giving it a lot of thought. I'm quite passionate about things. I'm quite impulsive. And so it really gives me hope when I read about Peter's life because I can really identify with some of his personality traits. And it really encourages, encourages me to think that Jesus chose these ordinary people to follow him and to build his church on. And that really does encourage me. And the thing with Peter is that before he had this sort of denial episode, I think sometimes it is our biggest mistakes or greatest mistakes that really have the potential to make us or break us. And if we choose to let those mistakes make us, those things can really shape us for our future. And this is what we see in Peter. Maybe if he didn't have that episode of denying Jesus and being so broken and devastated because of what he had done, maybe he would never have become the rock, the martyr of the faith that he became. And so we can take encouragement from that. When Jesus entered Peter's life, this plain fisherman became a new person with new goals and new priorities. And when we come to follow Jesus at first, he changes our life. And at times we have our goals and our priorities changed and aligned with his will for our life. And Jesus took Peter on an adventure of faith. And Peter still stayed Peter, even though he had a deep sort of moving of God in and through his life. He was still Peter. He was still the same personality, but yet God chose him and used him in really great, powerful ways. And we wonder sometimes what Jesus saw in this potential person. And it is so interesting that his name was once Simon and the name that Jesus gave him was Rock, Peter. And that is how we know him, impulsive Peter. And he certainly didn't act like a rock at times. But when Jesus chose his followers, he wasn't looking for perfect religious people, the perfect Christian, so to speak, the perfect model person, displaying faith and perfection every day and night. He was looking for real people. He chose people who could be changed by his love. And Peter was a person who was really changed and impacted by Jesus' love. And then he sent these men out and women and all those other people that he invested his time and teaching and life and love into. And then after experiencing that love and experiencing the power of Jesus and his miracles and his life-changing teaching, they then went on to share this love of Jesus to the world. And we have been direct recipients of that message to tell the world. And so you and me today are still to go and tell the world. 
and that that acceptance of Jesus is available to all. Now I don't know about you but acceptance is a huge thing for human beings isn't it? Everybody wants to be loved and everybody wants to be accepted and this is one of the things that Jesus showed Peter was his acceptance and his love no matter what. No matter what his shortcomings were Peter was able to journey in this life with Jesus because of his love and acceptance. And in Romans it says, but God demonstrates his love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 verse 8. And that is such an encouraging verse because we don't have to sort our lives out before we come to God. We need to come to God just as we are with all of our hang-ups, shortcomings and mistakes because it is God and Jesus who does the changing in our lives through his Holy Spirit. And that same love and acceptance is available today for each and every person. And that is wonderful. Now, acceptance is huge for people and it's especially difficult for people who have perhaps had some sort of rejection or abandonment in their early formative years. You can spend your life kind of really looking for where you fit in. You can spend your time always trying to please people and you kind of long to be long to someone or something. And there is this yearning inside for just a love and acceptance. And one of the first things when Adam and I, when we were very young, 18, come into Cornerstone, that was the very thing that we first experienced was acceptance and love of the people. And at the time there was about 12, 13 people meeting in a small hall and we just knew that this was a place that God wanted us to settle and be planted and to serve and spend our lives doing whatever God had for us. And it was because of love and acceptance. Now during that time, Adam and I had been involved in different circles and hobbies where acceptance was quite difficult to have because Adam was involved in sports and I was involved in various other hobbies and critiquing and performing and outperforming was very much the agenda and it was very difficult sometimes to be like accepted for who you really were unless you were like really good at something or scoring the goals or performing really well and critiquing was always on people's lips and especially behind your back <laughs> it was very difficult sometimes to build trust and build relationships with these people who you had heard from another source had been talking about you in perhaps a more negative way to other people and that certainly doesn't help your sort of trust issues you feel a bit betrayed and so when we came to Cornerstone this was one of the marks of the church that we really felt the love and the acceptance of Jesus through his people and I want to encourage us as, as we go forward as a church that we really keep that um, focus of loving and accepting people especially as they find Jesus for the first time and they join us as a family and let's love them and accept them and be a people who really reach out just like Jesus did and let's allow Jesus to do the changing. You always um, feel sometimes that acceptance is a very difficult thing but I think when we are not judgmental and when we are secure in our own faith and in who we are as people before God it is a lot easier to then accept others 
especially if perhaps some of their uh, attitudes or some of their personality traits are, are a little bit annoying or grating. And I just sense that sometimes we accept people but we don't fully accept them and love them because of some of these little idiosyncrasies. But I want to challenge us this morning that we really do continue to be a people that reaches out and embraces all kinds of people. And it's been so encouraging over the months and the years where we've done missions and Alpha and we've seen new people joining us and we've seen how they have really responded to the love in the church and that is such a special thing and I just want to say well done everybody. Well done everyone for really living out your faith and what it means to serve Jesus and to really touch the lives of people around you and let's continue to be that family that do that as well. Now we may wonder what Jesus sees in us. We sometimes wonder what did he see in Peter? What did he see in Simon, that sort of, you know, rough and ready fisherman, impulsive, saying what he thought, and all of those things. What did Jesus actually see in him? And sometimes we think, well, what does Jesus see in us when he calls us to follow him? But we know Jesus accepted Peter in spite of his failures, and we know Peter went on to do great things for God. And so let us keep being willing to do those things for God and to keep following Jesus, even when we fail. In Matthew 18, in Matthew 16, verse 18, it says, and these are the words Jesus said to Peter, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Now we are his church, and in this perplexing time of lockdown, when the enemy would seek to come and sort of distort and disrupt things, let's you know keep on being church together, family together, looking up for one another, contacting one another, running errands for one another, um, chatting, phoning, texting, skyping, zooming, whatever it is you are able to do. I just want to encourage you to keep on being church and doing those things, and also to just keep on keeping on because. During this time, it's very difficult to, on some days, have that patience and that love and that acceptance that we're talking about, even for our own family members. As much as we love them, this is an intense time where we are constantly with people 24-7. You don't have that break of going to work or going to school and going off to do different activities. And so things can become quite intense. And so I want to encourage you to take a step back and to just you know, take a breath and to just, you know, thank God for those people in your life and to realise that we're all in the same boat, so to speak, that it's difficult in different ways for everybody at this time. And so I just want to encourage you to keep drawing close to Jesus, to maybe look at the life of Peter and see how wonderful his life was when he really surrendered all to Jesus and allowed that love to really fill his heart and his life and the impact that he had on the world and how directly we have been affected and drawn in to that relationship with Jesus because of the early disciples and their faithfulness to the call of God in their lives. And so I want to encourage you this morning, you know, none of us are perfect and it's an intense time and some of us may be struggling right now, but I just want to encourage you to keep on going on, keep the faith and 
draw close, closer to Jesus at this time than ever before. And we are getting through this. And so well done, everyone. It's lovely to see you. And I'm going to pray now. Jesus, I thank you so much that you are a life-changing God. That when you draw people and ask people to follow you, you really do impact their lives and take everything from their past, their present, and you form it into something wonderful for their future. Every mistake that we make, Lord, we can have lessons learned from. Help us to really engage with you at this time. And even where we are perhaps slipping up or falling away or you know, our shortcomings are coming to the forefront at this time of intensity, I pray that even in these days, you would do a great deep work in us, that this time would not be wasted, but we would draw close to you and you would do great things in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, I hope you have a good week. Keep drawing on the power of Jesus in your life and uh, see you again soon.